New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our... Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the Fit and Fab channel with your host, Hurricane H. And new day, new show, new topic, new guest. And our guest today is, uh, she's polyvalent, she's uh, diverse in her background, she's that she's doing a lot of things <laughs> and helping a lot of people in different ways. Uh, she's a, a coach. She's a, you know, someone who actually works with the fitness, you know, and, and helping people get fit uh, through her experiences. She's also a, a, a social media manager, I guess, an online manager. And we're going to talk about all that stuff and she's going to guide us through this. So, so with me today, uh, Athena Curley, and she's going to guide us through her story. And she has a unique story. Uh, if you are a person, who uh, has some sort of eating disorder, or you know someone who does, uh, anorexic, and all those things, I think today is a great show to actually pay attention to, because we're going to talk about all those things, and uh, what it takes for someone to move from that status to, to a healthier person, uh, healthier living, and a better lifestyle. So, Athena, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you today. Listen, I I, uh, I have been waiting for long as we, we booked this last year and uh, literally a few months back. So today's the day and we're going to cover it. I know we have uh, very limited time, so we want to crunch in a lot of information, but we definitely want to bring, you know, uh, you know, the actual uh, information here and the insights and the real message to the people who may be suffering with the uh, uh, eating disorders and things like how they can convert and become, you know, really in a better place, uh, you know, going through whatever they're going through. And right now it's a tough thing. Right. And and your experience started with all this thing. But, you know, if you can, if you don't mind, can you guide us a little bit through your your, your story, like how it started and what was the problem? And then then how do you you were able to get over it and uh, what got you into what you do today and helping people? Yeah, sure. Honestly, it's such a, a long story. You know, I could I could sit here for days and days telling you about my whole story, but to try and shorten it and get everything in. Um, so I was first diagnosed with anorexia when I was 13. And I wouldn't say that I was, I kind of went into recovery until I was about 20. So I suffered for about seven years. And then even when I started recovery, it did take probably, I would say two or three years before I kind of felt like I was fully recovered. Um, and within those seven years, I was hospitalized five times. Um, the first one I was 13 and the last one I was 19. And the last two hospitalizations were on specialist eating disorder units. Um, so yeah, so I suffered for seven years. Um, in terms of the cause, I actually have no idea really what sort of triggered it. I know for a lot of people who have eating disorders, they can pinpoint it down to one specific sort of trigger, whether it's, you know, a 
losing a family member or parents divorcing, there's usually some kind of emotional trauma that triggers an eating disorder. For me, I, I don't really know what it was. It, it just kind of started as I wanted to lose a bit of weight and I started exercising. I started cutting back on my food and it kind of got to the point where it became obsessive and it kind of just developed into an eating disorder. Um, in terms of my recovery, again, like I can't really pinpoint it to one exact thing. I would say, I would say what really helped me to recover was having the right people around me. Um, so when I, when I was younger and I was sort of first diagnosed with my eating disorder, I lost a lot of my friends because I just, eating disorders kind of make you go sort of into your shell a little bit and that can often come across to people as oh she doesn't want to hang out with me she doesn't want to speak to me so they kind of just sort of leave you alone and just don't bother inviting you out and you know that kind of thing so you end up losing a lot of your friends um so I felt like I didn't really have anybody around me obviously I had the support of my parents but apart from that I, I felt very alone and when I got to university, when I was 18, 19, I started to make better friends. Um, I got a boyfriend for the first time. And, you know, I, I made the friends that I still have today. And I would say that it was really having those supportive people around me that genuinely cared about me that really helped me to recover. And I would suggest anybody, if they are suffering, to try and build a support network try and you know talk to the people around you and people people do care about you even though it might not seem like that and just speaking to them and being open with them can really really help well thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for for that that, that, that debrief on on a little bit of of a very long journey and 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 you know very difficult journey i would say uh but but so I think I want to just break down a couple of elements there. And one being, you know, it started early on for you. You said 13. And that is a, a very difficult age. I mean, in general, that's a teenage, you know, mode. And uh, there's just so many things going on. And any, any child at that time, any, any young person at that time will have different things that they're going through in terms of emotions and the hormones, everything is kicking, right? And uh, it's also where... There's so much stuff going on in school. <laughs> so so yeah. you, you, you said it, you know, perfectly, the fact that you were there and you almost kind of collapsed on yourself and you just kind of uh, became a, a loner and, uh, you know, people did not want to be around you or you didn't want to be around them. Uh, you know, that that must have been a difficult experience, which which is not easy. I'm, I'm sure it was tough. And just going through it until the university level, that's that's pretty uh, that's a lot. I mean, to take at that age, and, and and I can relate, you know, to because I have my, you know, my kids are teenagers right now, and it's a tough age. So, so that is that is a, a very very difficult thing. And anyone listening, watching, uh, if your children, if you, you know, uh, are going through something like this, I mean, it, it it may not be easy. But here's the good news. I mean, Athena did make it, and she she turned everything around. And we're going to talk about some of the things that she put in uh, to, and and what kind of work she did to to change it. But one of the things you mentioned already is the the support group. She finally found the people that can uh, really make a difference in her life and and take her for uh, whatever, however, whoever she was. And that's that's a big deal. Uh, so 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 that's the first element I want just to to kind of break down. The other one is 
Uh, you said it clearly. I mean, it, it normally uh, anorexia is something that can be triggered emotionally with different, you know, events in life that can make someone really just uh, want to change and obviously not eat a lot. And certainly that has a little bit of a uh, uh, health impact. Now, you did mention something about seven hospitalizations. Athena? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, five. <laughs> Five. I'm sorry. I, okay. I, somehow I don't know. I miscounted. <laughs> but but five hospitalizations, all because of the the condition itself. There was no uh, illness other than the fact that your body probably is weak, right? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, the idea behind um, hospitalization when you have an eating disorder is to try and tackle, uh, but the physical and the mental side of the illness. I mean, eating disorders are mental health disorders, so the focus really should be on the mind and the mental health but you do also follow like a strict meal plan to help you gain weight as well so it's kind of tackling both areas thank you so so just just to break down a little bit more i know i know it's it the factors can vary from one person to the other but but going through that first journey that the first seven years you know you know obviously it was gradual right you you said you started just uh trying to work out more and then you just eating less and less and less. But, but, you know, as you were doing that, I mean, were you, I mean, you were conscious about that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so really you actually are the driver behind the seat, you know, in a way, because you could have stopped, but you know, somehow you weren't able to, and, you know, were there any factors that kind of limited you like, you know, like really, or is it just your body just basically didn't want anymore to, to eat more nutrients and food and things like that? Because eventually you were able to change. So something had changed later on. Uh, so can, do you have an idea of what that was, that kind of the trigger point where besides the fact that you were weak and you had to, to get into hospital to really recuperate and things like that, was there anything else that you, because you, I mean, I'm sure you didn't want just to let go you were holding on and you did but at the same time you it took a, a minute to get there but whatever it is you were still going through it personally and for someone that's going through that experience right now and they don't even know what the end game is uh, what would you tell them how would you advise them uh, you know to 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 deal with it yeah i mean it's so tough it's i mean just to go back to what you said, it, it is a choice. At the, for me, it was a choice at the start. I was I was choosing to exercise. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get, you know, lose fat. And it was a choice. But then when you develop an eating disorder, it gets to a point where you don't think it's a choice anymore. And it, it's a compulsion. You you feel like you have to exercise. You have to restrict. It's not, it's not like a, like most of the people that you speak to with an eating disorder won't be happy where they are they don't want an eating disorder but it's it's like a compulsion and you kind of feel like you you have to it's it's so difficult to explain but um if somebody is in that position I think the number one thing I would say really is that recovery is possible and you will recover one day but it's going to take time you know, recovering from an eating disorder can take years and years, and it's not something that can be rushed or forced. And I think a lot of the time it's about, like I said before, like building that network of people around you that are going to have your best interest in their hearts. And you might need professional help as well. You might need to go into hospital. You might need to see a therapist. And those things are totally fine as well. Um, I think it's just about 
accepting that things do need to change and trying to let other people around you help you like help you to recover because it it would be really difficult if you tried to do it all on your own well thank you athena i mean again it is a fact i mean i, I can give you something i mean i'm i'm in a, a lonely child right i mean i was you know i have no brothers no sisters and i grew up pretty much by myself you know and uh, Sometimes, you know, you do want people around you, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, I, I do believe that anyone can do anything on their own without any help in this world, right? We do need the help. We do need that moral support. We do need that just, you know, someone to, to soundboard, like you know, someone to listen to you and give you some good advice and be dead, maybe not even give you advice, but just be there for you. And, and you're right. When, when we collapse and we close ourselves to that, sometimes it's, it's really just me, myself and I concept, right? So it's just you. And you don't know everything, you know, you don't know how to, you know, get the guidance because you're asking yourself, but you're already the one who is in charge right now. And so it makes it a little difficult unless you have those folks. And, and you mentioned it originally when you did this yourself in terms of like it was a, uh, an ambition to lose weight. And then, then it just got into, you know, this, this status. Uh, you also kind of excluded yourself from, from the rest because for whatever reason, that's just was right at the time. And, and maybe someone listening and watching right now, or either whether they're the kids or themselves there, and it could be at any age too. Uh, you know, this could be a, you know, a problem where if you just decide to do this, you probably are just going to be hurting yourself. But if you're, you know, you have to trust people to a degree. I mean, you don't trust, you know, uh, openly everyone, but you have to, to surround yourself with the correct, the right ones. And hopefully you can vet them out, you know, uh, correct. And you would know, I mean, people, it's very easy to know who is good for you. Who's not in your circles. If they're there and they listen, they support you, there's no judgment. Those are the people you want, right? Uh, that, that encourage you, empower you. And they're like standing for you, not fake, you know, real, you know, and those are the ones that stand by you no matter what. And, and as long as you have that, that circle of, you know, uh, friends and support system, you can do things. Of course, if this is, you know, somebody who is experiencing anorexia at an older age, maybe it's different because their their mature is different. But when someone is younger, you know, the parents are there, but the parents also struggle because it's hard sometimes to understand the teenage mentality, for example, right? And you have to adjust with them and that could be a little bit more difficult. But someone that is in the same age group, someone that understands, you know, what you're going through at that time will probably be more, you know, uh, appropriate for that. And, but you did, eventually found the right people and what if you don't mind what was the the main characteristic of those people because i kind of covered a few but you know what would be your description of the right people uh, the right people for what sorry well the right people to to support you that that actually makes make a difference in your that made a difference in your life or can make a difference in somebody else's life you know when you're selecting your group of support you know what would be some characteristics and attributes you would want to look for I would say, I mean, a lot of the time it's going to be the people that are already around you. So, you know, your parents, maybe siblings, close family members, close friends, therapists, um, dietitians, doctors, the people that have sort of been with you from the start and know what you're going through. It's just a case of like leaning on them and not being afraid to tell people how you feel or tell people what is going on inside your head, because if you don't speak to people about your thoughts and feelings, it can become even more isolating and mm -hmm. it can then become even harder to recover. So just the people that are already around you, really. But, but you said, I mean, the key is that they're willing to listen to you and, and, and you can talk to, and, and that's, that's important. So, so 
I think we'll take that as the main characteristic. And you and, and you made it very easy because you're right. These people do exist. The, the question is just whether you're allowing them or not. If you close the doors, I mean, that's a difficult story, right? It's going to be a harder uh, element. Now, now you started this this journey with a potential, you know, lo- weight loss kind of, uh, you know, venture, right? Uh, so what would you say to people and what kind of guidance would you give to people that are wanting to lose weight and 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 how to do that without them getting into an anorexic you know status um i think again it's so difficult i think i think when it comes to weight loss it needs to be healthy and sustainable and you shouldn't sort of go into it thinking i want to lose as much weight as possible as quickly as possible and you know exercise for hours every day like it needs to be sort of smaller changes that are things that you could continue for a long time and not just sort of like a crash diet or a excessive exercise um and i think that's the best most healthy way to go about it so so basically you know you people have to do it in in, in a very you know defined way and and, and with a plan it, ha- it cannot be sudden. It has to be, you know, a combination of a, a bunch of things and no like, you know, immediate diets and, you know, you just want to drop, you know, drastically the weight. You want to be able to to have a some sort of a lifestyle, you know, that that encompasses a little bit of weight, you know, balance, eating healthy, gym exercise, and even exercise maybe could be more than just regular aerobics and things like that. It could be also weight training and things like that. Would, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I think I think weight training is one of the best ways to lose weight. Um, and it's also alongside helping you to lose fat, it can also help you to build muscle, which is really like really good for you and really healthy in the long term. So I think if people are looking to lose weight, they should focus on resistance training and strength training. Um, and if someone's going through recovery from anorexia, mm resistance training weight training can be one of the best forms of exercise um as opposed to cardio because when you are very malnourished so when you've suffered with an eating disorder for a while you can start to lose a lot of muscle um because the body basically sort of uses it breaks down this muscle for energy when you're not eating enough um eventually like that doesn't happen straight away but it does over time um so when you're recovering it can be really helpful to follow a strength training program to regain some of the muscle that you've lost um so yeah if you're trying to lose weight or if you're you know well into your recovery resistance training can be great for both scenarios so athena so what i'm getting from you is that that the the resistance training, weight training helps grow muscle and so you don't lose your mass and so you kind of balance while you diet is that is that what i'm getting yeah i mean i think i get i mean this is like a whole podcast episode in itself but, <laughs> sure and um, if you want to lose weight the a lot of people go straight into cardio and they'll just do loads of cardio but actually resistance training is a lot more you can burn a lot more calories with the resistance training uh, basically because muscle tissue uses more calories than fat tissue does just on a day-to-day basis. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn at rest, if that makes sense. So that can make it easier for you to lose weight. Um, And then on the other side, if you are recovering, 
resistance training is like the one and only way to regain that muscle that you've lost. So it's just really good all around, to be honest. And, and by the way, I've heard that before. We've had, you know, a couple of guests that discussed a little bit more of that. And uh, and you're right. I mean, it, it's a combination and you're right. It, it gives you a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because there are a lot of diets right now, right? There's different diets, there are different, you know, uh, gym format, gym methods, fitness methods. Some people use cardio. There's some intermittent fasting. Uh, you know, these are different combinations that people can can use. Uh, but but really, when you think about it, it has to be a little bit of, you know, all. It's not just one versus the other. If you do something, uh, which is, I think, a mistake sometimes people make, they want to drop weight fast and they take the extreme measures. And then to your point, they just lose their weight, but then they crash and they can't maintain it. And eventually they gain back and sometimes even it's worse. Uh, so there's, there's balance and everything is important, right? And, you know, it's understanding those dynamics, what every exercise, what every form is going to give you and how it's going to impact your body. I think that's the key. And folks have, you know, the ability to research. I mean, there's podcasts, as you said, we can have a whole podcast about weight loss here. But but really, there's different things. There is, you know, uh, coaches. You're a coach, right? You're a recovery coach as well. And you help people. Some of the people you probably are assisting, you know, have similar you know, uh, problems, right. In terms of eating disorders or like, you know, mass you know, weight that they, they want to adjust, uh, how, you know, how do you handle them? What, what kind of, you know, help, how do you work with them? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I, I still kind of am a coach, but I've not got any clients at the moment because I just ha don't have the time. Um, but in the past I have trained, um, like you said, like a range of different people, depending on their needs. It's been either people who want to lose weight, people who are going through recovery from anorexia, and they're looking for, you know, some guidance on what to eat, how to exercise during recovery. Um, so generally my role would involve supporting them, creating sort of um, flexible meal plans, creating a training program, and just checking in with them every week to see how they are. Because Again, it's not just about, you know, creating the meal plan and saying, there you go, go off and follow it. It's also about having that support. And it goes back to what I said at the start is having people around you that are going to support you through whatever your goal is, whether it is anorexia recovery, whether it's weight loss. Um, so that was really like my role as a coach. And it's something I'd, I still love doing and I'd love to do in the future when I have the time. Um, and yeah, so I guess that was that was sort of like the the main parts of my role. All right. Well, that that's a big part, and 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 ultimately it is rewarding because you specifically going through what you've gone, you know, you can see the value of having you know the guidance, and you can almost explain it from from a place of understanding because you were there, uh, and that's important. So so that takes me to the next question, which is you know all all this you know points out to mindset change, right? Shift. Uh, what would you say about, you know, the the, st the state of the mindset, you know, to help, you know, kind of change the status quo from one, one end to the other here? Sorry, can you repeat that question? Yeah. So what would be what would you say is the, the importance of the mindset in, in, in the shift here between, you know, someone who's suffering, you know, through anorexia or anything uh, to to really get, you know, uh, and establish, you know, the real results? Yeah, I mean, it's literally all about, it is all about mindset. Like I said, anorexia is a mental health disorder. Mm -hmm. So you can't recover without changing your mindset. And it's something that, that would, you know, it can take years to change your mindset from one to the other. Um, and I think a lot of it is 
it's going to be quite difficult to do that on your own. And I think I would always recommend someone to try therapy and see if that works for them. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, but a lot of people see a lot of progress by talking to a therapist and, you know, going through maybe cognitive behavioral therapy, something like that to try and tackle their thoughts and change those, those thoughts from negative to positive. Um, so I'd always say maybe like try therapy and see if that works and things like journaling, mindfulness, meditation, a lot of those things can, I, I'm not saying they can help you to recover on their own. You know, meditating isn't going to recover you from anorexia on its own, but it can be part of a healthy sort of recovery program. Um, so I would say sort of those things really. Thank you. Well, so, so, the first thing that everybody needs to actually be aware of is really themselves and that they have a, a, a situation that they're in, right? You know, be, before someone reach out to, to any therapist or even get into a, a rehab format or some sort of a, a cure or diet or anything or exercise, uh, sometimes people are in denial, right? And they're not seeing what's happening until it's a little bit too late. Uh, I think that's a big deal. So that, that takes me back to the question earlier about what well, to, to the point of uh, eating disorder. I mean, at what point someone really realizes that they have an eating disorder, you know, so so based on your experience, I'm sure there is a point where you realize this is not happening. Uh, and, and, and then you started making the changes, right? And I think a lot of people are listening and watching right now, they may be in a situation where they're like, you know, I, I'm in denial, I, I have no problems, I'm good. This is how I want to be. Yet it's it's having a, an adverse reaction into their body and and it's really, you know, not healthy for them. And sometimes it could be too late when they realize that, oops, I, I missed the boat on this one. I should have, you know, start early. Now, there's never missing a boat because you can always start any given time. But sometimes it can be harder to come back if you get to a point of almost no return. Right. And then it's it's a lot more difficult to do that at that point. But but there is a point in life where you can like, wait a minute, something is off here. I'm not really doing this right. And now I have to make decisions. And you're right. Maybe the support group that, that, that's around me can give me the, dude, lady, you got to do something about this. Something's off here. You need to see a specialist, a therapist. Someone can, can give you, you know, a, a good opinion that is informed opinion, scientific opinion, uh, you know, medical opinion, whatever the case may be. So, so, so the, the idea that, that someone has been suffering can stop at any given time providing that they're willing to 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 really look into it if they don't there is there is no one that can make them see it because sometimes we kind of blind ourselves ourselves you know we just don't want to see the truth and uh, that's a problem what would you say to that you know based on your experience yeah so to sort of go off what you said there i mean you you do get to a point where you know that this is not normal hmm. but by that point it's already too late you it's so oh, I don't it's so difficult to explain this but it's like it's not like when you are diagnosed with an eating disorder it's not a case of okay I know something's wrong okay let's just change mm. because it's not that simple you can't just flip a switch and go okay well I'm gonna stop exercising and I'll start eating normally as of tomorrow like it doesn't work like that it's it's a mental health condition. It's just like going up to someone with depression and saying, just be happy tomorrow. Or, you know, going up to someone with um, DID and saying, oh, we'll just stop hearing voices. 
like it doesn't work like that you can't just sort of say oh I know something's wrong so I'm just gonna change and that's why it takes so many years for for people with eating disorders to actually recover because it's like this deep-rooted sort of it's like this mindset shift and it becomes so so difficult to get out of that mindset and you know you you really only can get out of that mindset by you know, doing all the things that we've mentioned in the podcast and support network therapy, hospitalization, like it's, it's so, so difficult. It is possible, but it's very difficult. Thank you. Thank you, Athena. So, so now let's talk about, you know, your journey got you into writing a book and uh, the book is to kind of almost shed light on, on what this whole dilemma of anorexia is and how to deal with it some of the the things can you tell us more about what is the book what's the name and uh when it was published and as well as what's some of the key messages in the book yeah sure so my book i wrote it it was in 2019 that i wrote it and it was published in uh, like sort of late 2019 um so i wanted to write this book i remember thinking about writing this book literally when i was still you know, going through my eating disorder. And I wanted to write something. I, like, I remember saying to myself, I'm going to write a book about this if I ever do fully recover. And, you know, I thought when I got to 2019, I'd been recovered for a couple of years. And I thought, you know, now's the time to write it. And I wanted to write the book basically to, to show people that are suffering that recovery is possible. And even though it might feel like recovery isn't possible at the time, it really is. So I kind of wanted it to be just like a sort of an inspirational book and it's called Diaries of an Anorexic because I inserted um, real life sort of um, entries from my journal. So I used to write a journal when uh, back in the day when I was, you know, going through my eating disorder and I wanted to include those sort of bits of the journal in the book to, to really convey like the emotions that I was feeling at the time when I was going through my eating disorder. Um, and I think the, you know, the key message of the whole book really is that recovery is possible and anybody can recover, even though it might not feel at the time like you can recover, it is fully possible. Well, that that's actually, that's leading me to, to the ultimate question for, for today is that, you know, uh, no matter what circumstances, no matter what problems and, and no matter what disorders, at the end of the day, we have to keep positive and, and, and keep a very, very, you know, uh, good outlook about life. And we need to know that if we're willing to make, you know, the, the necessary steps and take the necessary steps and make the effort, we will change things. And you're right. This is an inspiration. I mean, your story is, a, you know, as, as, as you started, you know, in a bad, you know, place, you have, you know, turn things around. And now you are true inspiration to a lot of folks that may be seeing themselves at the, the, the end of the line here and they're not sure what to do. You, you can bring them back. I mean, listen, you did it. You can, it can be done. Many people are doing it. Many people are making it happen and turning things around. And that is really a true uh, goal of, of what we do even here in, in terms of the station is that we want to share with people the ability to, to realize that, you know, no matter what you're going through, things can get better. You know, it, you will prevail. Things will change. You just have to find a way and, you know, use different whatever tools available out there. And in, listening to this podcast maybe can help, you know, uh, talking to a therapist can help. Reading the book is an important piece because 
you know, someone can relate to your story, you know, closer, right? And and then they can see like, wow, I can do this. And that can be the point where they can start a new life and and and, and really enjoy a healthier life for the future and maybe even become an inspiration themselves to others. So, so I, you know, I want to thank you for that. I mean, because uh, the, the book itself, you know, just the name, <laughs> you know, uh, is, is, is just talking about your story and you can tell it's, it's your own, it's diaries, your notes, right? And uh, listening to your story right now is clear that you've gone through tough times, but you've made it and you are leading, you know, a very, very active life now. I mean, you know, that, that takes me also to the next point, which is, how do you do this, all this stuff? And, you know, you're also busy in, in the media, uh, the social media world, and you're, you're doing stuff like that. And if you can take, take us a little bit on that one, I know we're running out of time, but if you can take us a little bit about that part of it. Uh, but before we get to that, just, just you know, a couple of inspiration words, you know, uh, just to relate to what I just said, anything that you want to add? Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, it is really about... It is about staying positive and you know that's much easier said than done but I I do really just want to drive home that recovery is possible and just be patient with it because recovery is really really it's probably it, it is the most difficult thing that people will ever go through if they have an eating disorder it, it is I can say that with confidence for everybody because it's so so difficult and it takes a long time and a lot of determination you will have a lot of bumps along the way but it is possible. Um, so that's kind of like what I'd, I'd love to finish on. And in terms of like what I do, so honestly, I, I don't really know myself how I find time to do everything because I'm actually a full-time writer. Um, so I have a lot of different clients and I write for their websites and I write eBooks for people, that kind of thing. I'm also a podcaster myself. I have the podcast Finding My Fit. Um, so I manage and produce that myself um and yeah I also do a bit of social media management so yeah a lot of different things and I think I, I would say I stay on top of it just by I don't know really I think I just write a to-do list every morning and I try and you know work hard I work a lot of hours um you know I work like seven days a week so that's probably how I get it all in um so yeah that's me really <laughs> Well, well, look, Athena, I mean, it, it, you, you are doing a lot. And, and you know what? Uh, it, for anyone watching and listening right now, I mean, just understand that no matter where you are today, you can make a difference. You can change. You can do more. And you will, as long as you're willing to, right? <laughs> you know, you, you, you have all the, the tools, the inspiration out there in the world that you, you need. You just have to open to it and, you know, absorb it, like literally receive it, you know, and that's about it because, Athena has gone through a lot and now she's uh, full of energy, full of different tasks and things that she's doing to help the world. I mean, you're helping people and you're right, you know, doing podcasts, not easy, uh, you know, doing what you do every day and managing different projects. And, you know, it's, it takes time, but that's the other thing. I mean, you know, we, we invest in our time, we invest in stuff, but the end result is that we're helping people and that's the bottom line and anyone can help themselves and also eventually help others. And that's really, personally, that's my message. Yeah, I love that message to finish on, definitely. <laughs> well, listen, I know we've, we've done a little bit of a, a sprint here on this show because of our time, you know, restriction here. But but so so I want to, again, thank you for the time and sharing with us your story and, and some of the key guidances here and points and really inspirational pieces uh, that people can take home. 
Um, Athena, thank you so much for your time and for, for really everything that we've covered here. And folks, uh, I want to thank you for being with us today and listening, watching uh, on iHealth, uh, the iHealth channel, listening on iHealth Radio. And again, your host, Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New show, new guest, new topic. Bye for now.